Blog Talk Radio. Good afternoon. My name is Jeanette Abney, and I want to thank you for another exciting show here at Precious Predicaments Blog Talk Radio. I want to first thank my Heavenly Father for blessing me, waking me up this morning, giving me the activities of my limb, and I got a freaking toothache. I guess my coffee was a little bit too sweet because tooth is killing me. But, and I also want to say happy New Year's. So we're now in 2022, and this year, hopefully we can do things a little bit different than we did last year. I know, me, myself, I got some things that I plan on doing, and I plan on doing better, and as you guys saw, I kind of put the information out about the show instead of putting on last minute, except for the video. So I made a promise to myself, and I always say, when you know better, you do better, and that is so, so true. So I also want to thank those that have been listening and following the show. I appreciate you guys. I appreciate the feedback that you have been giving me in regards to also some very interesting topics. So I'm going to be more organized this year. (laughs) So without further ado, I want to go into today's topic. Now today's topic has a lot to do with social skills. And many individuals may not realize the importance of social skills. And we're going to be providing some information, and I'm going to be interviewing a person, so I hope he didn't forget about the time zone because I know he's in a different place. So hopefully he will be either calling into the show or he will be joining me here at Facebook Live, so then that way you can see him as well as hear him as we talk about today's topic. Now, we started talking about the importance of social skills. And I want to say that even, you know, some people may say, well, well, why should we talk about social skills? Isn't that something that everybody should know? Shouldn't they have either learned from their parents or and um, basically learned in school? And, yeah, that's true. That's where most individuals gain knowledge and understanding of what social skills are even about. I remember as I was putting the show together, I was thinking about my son had a friend one of my little neighbors, they wanted to flunk him in kindergarten. And I'm like, why would you fail somebody in kindergarten? They said he was lacking social skills. And I'm like, okay, really, kindergarten? You flunked kindergarten because of social skills? Now, when we start talking about social skills, and I started off by talking about we're now in 2022, and part of that is we have to learn how to change some behaviors as well as develop new habits. Now, when we start talking about developing or improving skills, we can do that in many areas of our lives. But what's at the top of your list in regards to what it is you want to work on? And, again, how would you rate your social skills? Are you antisocial? Do you feel that you get along well with others? Do you communicate with other individuals effectively? So we're going to be providing information. We're going to be talking about that. And I'm still waiting on my guest. I don't know where he is, but hopefully he will be calling in soon. I don't want to send him a text message and be like, uh, where are you when I'm talking about this information because part of the social skills. So you know what? I think I do need to send him a text message and ask him, um, where are you at? Because um, we're on live right now. And my guess is a little bit late when we start talking about these things, and he was kind of excited about the show. 
Let me ask him, where are you? And I didn't even tag a lot of my other neighborhood friends because it's going to be interesting when you guys hear about this gentleman's story. And I don't want to start. Oh, I think that's him calling in. Give me one second. Hi, this is Blog Radio. Hello. 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 This is Jim Price. Hello. Can you hear me? I can hear you, but it's echoing. Because it sounds like you're going on at the same time. Where either you can join me on Facebook Live, and that way we can hear you and see you, or you can just call in where they can hear you and see you. Okay. Okay. Um, I'm trying to join in Facebook Live now. Do I have to just uh, go to the? Go on my page, and when you go on my request to join in, and I can respond. Okay. Okay. You do that, then you can hang up the phone because yeah. somehow you got two gadgets or something going going on because it's echoing. Okay. 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 Thank you. Go to my yep. page, Jeanette Brooks Abney, oh. and just yep. you'll see me online, and then you can just request yep. to join. Okay? You're Joanna, I see you out there. So if you have any questions, you can type in your questions on Facebook. Okay. You out there, Joanna, so if you have any questions, you can type in your questions on Facebook. Okay. So it looks like So I can guest... request to join. I'm sorry. Okay. So it looks like our guest I'm very sorry. Where's the request to join? Oh, my God. Right now. Sorry about that. Be on there, and then I can just bring you on to the camera. Okay. 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 You see it? Okay, I guess he figured it out. So that way we won't have the background noise, and I can introduce our guest today once he signs on to the Facebook. <laughs> Happy New Year's to you too, Joanna. You see, I'm like, I'm working on my my patience and everything else, so I'm good with that today. And so, like I said, we'll start talking about the importance of social skills and I want to start off by saying, before our guests log on to the Facebook Live, why is social skills important, and why do we need to have social skills? They're important because I found some information, and it talked about seven important social skills that children should have. So if children should have these things, as they mature into teenagers, we wonder where their social skills went, but then they become more entertaining, want to go out more, want to do things. They talk about their friends. But social skills is not just about having friends. That's where we get a lot of miscommunication, misinformation. We Some people were taught wrong. And these are skills that individuals can not only use when they're children, but they can carry them into their adult life because many individuals struggle with this. So as I was looking up some information and I found, Seven important social skills for children. One is sharing. 
you know, me and my grandson got this thing. We talk about sharing and caring. I'd be like, well, I don't care because I don't want to share, especially when it comes to my food. So, <laughs> so we start talking about sharing, teaching people how to share. Do you know that there's a lot of selfish individuals out there that just was not taught how to share? Cooperating. You know, part of that in school, you learn how to cooperate with individuals, how to cooperate with your family, how to cooperate with your mate, how to cooperate even with your boss. That is also a social skill. Listening, learning how to listen and follow instructions is also a social skill, which I already went to the other one, which is the following directions. Now, this one is really huge, especially now that we're dealing with COVID-19. It's respecting personal space. That is a social skill. And some individuals struggle with that because they be all up in your grill, all up in your face. So teaching individuals, give me five feet. Now it's give me six feet. So he wants to be joined in. Okay, so let me click on here. So hopefully now I'm doing it right. Okay, so I'm going to approve it. Invite is adding you on now. So, and not only respecting personal space, but also making eye contact is a social skill, as well as using your manners. Sometimes people don't have any manners. Now, the thing is blinking to add the guest on, so hopefully it will blink on soon. Joanne, I see you. You said listening and respecting social space or personal space. But you know what, Joanne, that is huge because a lot of individuals may not realize that that is a social skill. And, yes, manners are very, very important. And we try to teach our children manners. Sometimes we have to teach adults manners. Now, it says the guest declined the live video invitation. Come on now, Mr. Jim Price. So, Mr. Jim Price, you're going to have to go on again and not decline it. You're going to have to accept it, and then we can log you on and put you on the show. Or, like I said, if you're going to call in, you just got to have one device going on at a time. Otherwise, it's going to kind of sound like an echo. We're going back and forth like we're in a tunnel. Okay? So, we're going to give him a little couple of minutes, and hopefully, like I said, he can... Log on. Now, when we started talking about social skills and the importance of it, there were some things that I ran across, and it talked about behavior. When individuals lack or have poor social skills, you will see it in their behaviors in regards to how they act, how they, they act things out. They can become easily frustrated. They can become very talkative. They can become antisocial. And that's why it's important to teach these things as a basic foundation by implementing social skills is because it can affect individuals' behavior. Peer acceptance is also huge. When you see individuals that are striving for friends or, you know, they make their friends all about, it's just all about their friends become their life, they're looking for or maybe looking for peer acceptance. And in some cases that can lead to individuals striving to be a perfectionist. And not only that, individuals can have what's called one where they want to please other people, people-pleasing behavior, and social validation. Now, we know that with some children, some adults, they may have autism, 
Asperger's, and that can have an impact on their social skills and how they interact with other individuals. And that may take a little bit more patience and skills in order to help um, to help them to be able to adapt in social settings. So we, you know, I'm not going to say get it because many individuals may not have no knowledge of that. But by the same token, if we learn these different skills, we're able to look and recognize and can tell when there's some additional training or resources that may need to be available for this individual. Because, again, social skills, people skills, communication, and how we interact with other people. Now, I'm still waiting on the guest to call in. And if you want to join in on this conversation, because you know I don't like talking to myself, the number to call is 516-387-1914. And I want to challenge you to find out how would you rate your social skills? How do you? How well do you get along with other individuals? Are you assertive when you are communicating? Or are you passive? Are you aggressive? Are you what my grandmom used to say, passive-aggressive, which was nice, nasty? So these are some things, like I said, a lot of individuals are not really aware of or have any idea of how important these skills are. And I want to say this, like I said, because it depends on individuals' personality types. But we all can improve in a lot of areas of our life. And part of this improvement with our social skills can also help us when we start talking about reducing or learning how to, when we start talking about conflict resolution. Maybe our world could be in a better place if we learn how to implement social skills. Now, it looks like I'm going to have to just call him because, Jesus, 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 one. Let me give him a call and then just see if I can do it this way. Okay. Because I don't understand what's going on. Yeah, so um, 
I'm a first time, um, well now, second time actually, this, I have a second book that just released um, just like a month or so ago, but I am a children's book author, um, and my social skills building series is a you know, course about social skill building for children from ages 4 to 12. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm also a doctoral candidate at American International College here in Massachusetts, um, and I do school counseling. Too as well, so that gives me a background to be able to, um, you know, uh, relate to how the children's social inter dynamic uh, functions in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the way that I came up with the idea for a social skills series such as this um, back in like 2010 or something like, or 2014, I would do social skills for. Um, middle school and elementary school kids. Mm-hmm. So, and it was at a behavioral school. So, you know, it was challenging for the those students to stay focused on what they were supposed to be doing in terms of social skills mm-hmm. um, lessons that we were doing. So, I decided one day to use a snail puppet, utilize a snail puppet to not only model behaviors, but teach social skill interactive skills to those students. So, mm-hmm. Once I utilized the puppet, a lot of the, it was a snail puppet, a lot of the students began to like that dynamic of having interaction with the puppet and learning social skills through that way. Um, so that, that would, of course, make them pay attention and we could get through our less social skills lessons. And it was good for the kids and good for me and everybody you know, we're able to do the things they need to do in terms of learning the skills needed. Mm-hmm. So, and, you, and you know, Jim, that's interesting, especially when you're talking about the elementary school level, because when you're talking about kids that have been at home, taught, learned by their parents, because we're creatures of habit. And yet, sometimes we have bad habits when it comes to certain things, because when I was in school, I didn't even look at it as it being social skills. I really didn't, because we use different terminology. Or parents will talk about manners, discipline, values, respect, but it all ties in together. And then when you take a, a bunch of kids and then you, you put them in a group, whether they're from the inner city or whether they're from you know, whether middle class because social economic status can yeah. play a role, but not in all cases. Because some individuals were, may not have been raised by their parents. They can be raised by a nanny or yeah. someone else that played a role in their life. And that's interesting because social skills are used to communicate and interact with each individual, whether it's verbally or non-verbally, through gestures, body language, or our personal appearance. So when we start talking about puppets as kids, puppets were meant to make people laugh, to entertain kids. To, and, you know, that's why some individuals were watching cartoons. And cartoons will teach an individual social skills, but they may not all have been appropriate social skills. So when we start talking about as human beings, we are social creatures, and we have developed many ways to communicate our messages through our thoughts and our feelings with others. So tell me what that was like for you, because some middle schoolers, they may not want to utilize puppets. They may do it through art through dance, through uh, music, they may use different ways to express their or incorporate or learn social skills. So where did you say you said it was more of a challenge? What were some of the challenges that you experienced? I think, um, you know, sometimes I think some of the challenges just were definitely trying to 
carve out what social lesson do I want to teach for whatever the series book was. Mm-hmm. Um, and coming up with a dynamic that's able to be entertaining to the kids. Mm-hmm. And of course, you know, a lot of kids do have various ways of um, social interaction. Today, the major thing, and within, I mean, this is the middle school level, um, elementary, like the new thing is social media. Yep. That's like the new platform for a lot of the kids these days. They, there's, you know, there's it's social interaction, but most of the social interaction is done on a social media platform, mm-hmm. or email, or, or things of that nature. You'd be surprised how, you know, the young mm-hmm. generation has grasped technology. Um, I mean, I have an 11-year-old daughter, and I would be like, you know, you need to put your gadgets away. And she says, not gadgets, it's technology, daddy. So, uh-huh. <laughs> so I mean, the, those are some of the challenges is coming up with um, concepts that would be mm-hmm. um, useful and also being able to have the kids be comfortable with whatever they're learning. Because mm-hmm. when, you, when the kids are comfortable with their learning experience, they are able to focus more and be able to, you know, learn whatever lesson it is. That is true. That is so, so true. Because you got to meet them where they're at and find out what interests them. And then when you find out their interests, and then you can help to build their skills. Now, I want to talk about a little bit, it talks about, I'm looking at the article, and it says there are distinctive advantages to having well-developed social skills. Because if I look at the seven social skills that I'm looking at, you know, uh, one of the things that kind of got me in trouble was sharing. I, I, I didn't do well sharing as a kid. <laughs> I was like the little kid on the, on the uh, McDonald commercial when they were passing out the French fries, and it'd be one for you, two for me. Two for you, three for me. You know, when it came to the food part, I, I, I did. I, I, me and sharing my food, didn't, I, I didn't always do well with that. I don't mind sharing my money. I mean, I didn't mind sharing my man, but I, I got a problem with sharing my food. That was an issue with me. And even growing up as a kid, I didn't like sleeping in the room with my sisters. I told my mother, I said, look, I need my own room. I can't do this. Y'all, all y'all are Libras. I'm an Aries. You got. Mm-mm. I, I did not like the month of October, and I did not like sharing rooms. So my mother got my own room built on the house at the age of 10. But I guess she got me back because she left me a mortgage that you didn't want to share, and you got to pay for it. So <laughs> but she got me back in the end. But sharing, how do you teach kids to share? Because I even had that issue with my grandkids. We don't like to now, share. Yeah, so one of the things I like, I like to incorporate in a lot of things, and I also incorporate this in the idea when we're talking about having kids solve social problems, mm-hmm. especially when it revolves around maybe conflict um, res- resolution and mm-hmm. things of that nature. I like to incorporate um, games most of the time, like, I'll, you know, like we might play a game, they might pick a game that they like, mm-hmm. and we'll incorporate that as part of not just learning how to share mm-hmm. turn taking, but also, you know, while we're doing that, we're talking about social interactive skills, what's inappropriate, what's not appropriate, just um, doing those things to cover the bases and make sure they have an understanding of, um, you know, how their actions and interactions can impact others around them. Correct. And, Correct. Um, yeah. Well, I want to say this from a grandmother's perspective, because trying to teach your grandkids how to share. My grandson had a problem with that, and especially if you're, like, the only child. Mm-hmm. And Anisha, I see you watching, so you can join in if you want to join in on this conversation as we talk about the importance of social skills, because I like your, your personality, too. But my grandson had this issue. When he would go to school, he would isolate himself from the other children, and he was in preschool, and the kids wouldn't want to share toys with him, 
So my daughter started giving him his own toys to take to school, and then he had this issue where a kid would, took his, his little um, Hot Wheel one time, and the teacher said, because the kid was a little bully, and the teacher said, well, let him play with it, and when he's done, then he'll share with you. But my grandson was like, but that's my toy. Why I got to give him my toy and wait for him to get finished to give it back to me? My friends had a problem with that. And the teacher wasn't helpful because the teacher was allowing the other kid to play with the toy until he got ready. And this kid had a problem with taking everything my grandson had. So my grandson was frustrated. So he walked up to the kids, snatched the toy out the kid's hand, one of them hot wheels, and threw him and bust him upside the head with it. I was like, oh, Lord, we all going to be in trouble. But he was like, the teacher's not helping me. If I got to share, why he won't share? So this is something that you want to communicate because it goes back to when we're talking about some of the things and why these things are so important, it's because, one, more and better relationships. If you learn how to share, not only get taken advantage of, but that means that identifying well with individuals lead to more relationships at times and friendships. So nobody want to be friends with a selfish person if a person don't want to share or if they make it all about them. But by developing your social skills, you become more, um, you know, charismatic in regards to having a desirable trait, and people are more interested in being around you than not wanting to be around you because you don't like to share. Now, most individuals know you cannot advance far in life without strong interpersonal relationships. But these social skills help in a relationship. But do you know even if we transition from children to teens to young adults to um, our seniors, you know many of our seniors got issues with social skills too. Yes, because <laughs> I know some some people they got entitlement issues, <laughs> and that is not a social uh, an appropriate social skill when you feel like you are entitled to something because you've been on this earth a little longer than anybody else. Yeah. <laughs> so do you see that these? I mean, we know that these skills got to be sharpened. They got to be utilized. We got to implement them, and it's best to start young. But I'm going to challenge you this on this, Jim. When you're working with teenagers that they didn't learn these skills as a kid, because as a kid you can make them laugh, you can make it fun, you can make it funny, you can, they can see some of the benefits. What about these teenagers? I mean, teenagers, they, at least from the standpoint of uh, their personal, where, you know, their development, their level of development, of course they're able to articulate things in a much um, clearer fashion, um, expressive-wise, mm-hmm. emotional-wise. And a lot of times um, what is good to have teenagers try to do is, I mean, they, they might have issues and concerns, but helping them understand that, um, you know, it's okay to ask for help. It's okay to mm-hmm. be open with your feelings. It's okay if you have a problem with someone to um, maybe do some kind of mediation or something mm-hmm. to that aspect and work out your problems, talk out the problems rather than just keep them bottled up. Because I do tell a lot of students, like, you know, if you keep your feelings especially with their bad feelings, bottled up at some point, you know, mm-hmm. something small is going to happen and then you're going to snap and that's just going to lead to bigger problems, mm-hmm. you know. Um, I do 
tend to utilize that to, or, or you know, come to the table. Everybody comes to the table and um, put out whatever feelings are uh, that may be dealing with on the table and, you know, mm-hmm. sorting those issues out, sorting them out together, whether it be one person or maybe, you know, a group of teens are having problems with each other, mm-hmm. but just come to the table and sort a lot of that out. Gotcha. I like that. Because when you could come to the table, which brings us to the second one, is better communication. When one have and is able to utilize appropriate social skills, they're also they have the ability to learn how to compromise, and yep. that instills better communication skills. Because relating to people and being able to work in large groups naturally develop one's communication skills. So even if you see a kid that's kind of withdrawn, that don't want to say much, that's kind of passive, you let them know that they have a voice too. Because communication can be verbal as well as nonverbal. It's not always what people say because sometimes people will send you a bunch of or send you a bunch of BS and you gotta to try to decipher between what it is they're saying versus what they're not saying. Now, we know that you cannot have great social skills without good communication skills. And being able to convey one's thoughts, ideas, may be one of the most single skills that you develop in your life. And also, we I've done shows talking about emotional maturity how to regulate your emotions. All of that comes from social skills. Mm-hmm. A lot of it do. And yet we still find that individuals still struggle in these areas. So we talked about kids, we talked about teens, and then we got young adults. Because like you said, we use social media as a platform. We got people breaking up with individuals by text. You know, we got yeah. individuals on um, Instagram and saying, and most of that stuff is not even authentic. And the, the, the tone when you're reading these things versus a person communicating with you face-to-face goes a long way. And yeah. part of the importance of social skills is it develops a greater efficiency because if you are good with people, you can more easily avoid being with people that you don't like as much as others. I tell individuals, I don't have to be everybody's friend, but I will respect you. Yeah. But it doesn't yeah. mean that I'm going to let you in my social, my social circle because I may not be able to trust you. Because some individuals, like they say, hurt people will hurt other people. But you got to know the difference. Sometimes we think that we have to be social with everyone. Now that we've entered into a new year, there's some people that we got to cut out of our life. Yeah. And that doesn't yeah. make you antisocial. You mm-hmm. just learn that this person is not bringing, it's not, I call them a, you're not an asset, you're a liability. (laughs) (laughs) You got to be aware of your liabilities. (laughs) So let's talk about that because we confuse individuals because we think in order to be social, we got to have a big gathering, you know, because a a lot of people want to be liked. Everybody's Hmm. not going to like you. But that doesn't mean that you do not have appropriate social skills. So um, in that in that domain, I also you know when you're talking about sometimes you know people don't want to interact. Or just, everybody has their own personality and things mm-hmm. like that. So some people are definitely more sociable than others. Um, but are also on the back end of that, um, sometimes in the childhood, a lot of you know people's childhood they've had trauma and things that happened in their childhood or something that caused them to have, have um, a lack of trust in mm-hmm. other people. And you know almost in a sense they go about seeking out external validation from other people rather than, you know, working with them and looking with them and having confidence within themselves, having 
love and things of that nature. Okay. And that causes a lot of people to, you know, go astray. So, okay. I mean, as they get older, of course, those dynamics play out more. And then you see, you know, how there might be a level of detachment. Correct. From, Correct. From social Correct. Correct. You know? you know, it's funny, as we were t- doing this, and I'm on Facebook, I'm laughing because... <laughs> Uh, part of the social skills that we're talking about that is I, I went to the casino last night because that's my little social playground, you know, when I want to go see my friends. And me, me and all of my friends, it, it kind of go, it, it was like uh, Whitney Houston, where do broken hearts go? Or where you, <laughs> we didn't want to find our way home. We all at the casino. It's like 12, 1 o'clock in the morning. I was like, I can't do this no more. I said, this one right here, I mean, I was already up, still spinning casino. Mm-hmm. I said, uh-uh, I got, I got to do something different because y'all right here, <laughs> you not my friend. <laughs> the dinner's like, you know, don't go back to the ATM machine no more. You got to go home. I'm like, I don't want to go home. <laughs> but I said, after today, I got to find me something else to do because I cannot be, mm-mm. I don't want to, but I have fun. I really have a good time. I'm listening to the music and I'm, I'm doing all of this stuff. But I went to the ATM two times. Uh-uh, no, we're not going to be doing that. Thank God I paid mortgages and leases on buildings before I went, but that's a no-no. That's, that, that's, that's a no-no. But it kind of goes back to my mother used to say with friends, yeah. you can't afford friends. So sometimes, because sometimes it can create a problem. It it really, it really, really can. But I was laughing and smiling because <laughs> I got an 18-year-old granddaughter. She's 18. And we did a very good job with her. But uh, it's been real cold here recently. And I saw an Instagram post on her. And I, I took a picture because I don't know how to, you know, because, you know, we get, oh, you don't know how to use modern technology and stuff. So I don't know how to, like, take the picture. So what I did was I took one phone and took a picture of the other phone. <laughs> I got to do it the old school way. Yeah. And I sent the picture. I was so wrong for this. Lord knows I was wrong. Lord forgive me. I took the picture and I sent it to my son. <laughs> And when I sent the picture of my granddaughter with a bikini yeah. on sitting at the beach in the wintertime, what beach did you go to? Because it's cold outside. So where did you go? So I, I sent her the text, and in the text message I said to him, and, and I'm being real messy right now, I said, <laughs> I saw this on Instagram. I said, you are in trouble now. <laughs> <laughs> he said, "She better slow her roll." <laughs> That's a lot of that. A lot of that does play out. Like a lot of you know, like social media has become such the initial platform that you know it's also had a lot of people like are adults as well. Like you know, it's mm-hmm. like that social aspect has been kind of diminished because mm-hmm. so many people are involved in shorthand texting, oh, yeah. email, oh, yeah. or talking oh, yeah. through social media, where mm-hmm. you're, you know that dynamic of face-to-face interaction has Correct. kind of been, you know, diminished in a lot of ways, you know? Correct. And you know what? I'm, I'm thinking I should go put on me a bikini and take a picture of me and send it to her and say, do you want me to post this on your Instagram page? <laughs> 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 now, 
that. You see how I feel? When I'm looking at you on Instagram, you want all of this on Instagram? <laughs> I mean, I don't know who's having the hardest time with this, me or my son. I'm like, I don't think I like that picture on Instagram, this baby. Go put some. But that's how some people socialize. That is how they, we look at it as a way of getting attention, but, but baby, we don't want that kind of attention. We, we, just, we, we just don't need to be doing all that. Now, again, when we start talking about um, greater efficiency and some individuals are good with other individuals and some individuals have difficulty avoiding individuals that, you know, you might not want to be around and learn how to separate the two. You know, I tell individuals, individuals are not bad people. They just may have bad habits. Some individuals, we start talking about social skills. They can be loud. They can be obnoxious. They can, how do you handle that when you when you got a child that you're trying to help or you're trying to implement social skills, and it's a learned behavior? Well, sometimes I think in a lot of ways, you know, um, Children, of course, they mimic what they see. So mm-hmm. how they might see adults around them interacting socially, they will pick up cues from that, and mm-hmm. they will like, um, you know, gravitate toward that dynamic of wanting to interact socially. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of times, you know, with young kids especially, um, it's okay to have conversations around appropriate, you know, appropriateness in terms of social interaction and things like that. But also remembering, like a lot of times, you know, we'll chastise kids when they're doing something bad and, you know, interact with them then and try to have it be a lesson for them to learn, mm-hmm. um, have it be in the moment learning experience, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and a lot of times we also forget, you know, when they're doing good things to give them verbal feedback, Correct. verbal positive praise mm-hmm. in those moments as well. So then you find a balance of the two and you're able to have that child, you know, um, understand that, hey, if I'm doing something good, I will get um, praise for that. But also, if something, you know, I've made some bad choices, um, you know, there's got to be some kind of, there's consequences for actions mm-hmm. all the time, you know. Well, so, one of the things um, we've learned is negative attention is still attention. And it kind of brings me to the point of, I know growing up in my um, home as a kid, people in my family was loud. They just yeah. was loud. And some people say that African Americans are very passionate about things. With the loudness, and I couldn't talk that loud. If I tried to scream and holler with them the next day, I was hoarse. And that is also a social skill. We start talking about communicating with someone. You don't have to scream at individuals just for them to hear you, but what if you was raised in a home? Because we see that a lot in schools. We see kids that are just loud. How do you help a woman, a young girl that you see is just loud? Yeah, um, a lot of times, I mean, that's every family has their own way of expression, and I'm, I'm, my family is not none the short of that either. My family, you know, we get together for family gatherings and stuff, and there's a lot of loud, you know, a little extra loud expression. You said extra loud expression. You don't know if they're fighting. You don't know if it's you don't they just loud. I mean, I but then nonetheless, it's still a form of expression. And, and, and a lot of kids, you know, some kids, we like, um, I would do some of my, my skills lessons around where is it a good place, to, or where is it okay to be kind of loud at? And where are places that 
are probably not okay to be loud at. And just, you know, going through that whole dynamic of, of you know, having them explore that through a lesson. And, um, you know, kids do learn fast. I mean, my, like I said, my daughter's 11, and when she was like two, she was already knowing how to scroll smartphones and stuff. It was just unbelievable. She could get herself to YouTube. She was like two, two years old. I'm like, that's absolutely unbelievable. But the kids are so much more exposed to so much more than we were growing up, you know, and I think that also plays a role in, you know, how the kids interact socially today and, you know, the choices that they make. But, I, you know, I always make sure I let kids know, you know, there's always consequences for actions and you have to be aware of how others around you you know, you want others around you to be comfortable as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think when you have them understand the dynamic of putting themselves in someone else's shoes and going through it from that perspective, I think um, you could make a lot of progress in terms of things like that, maybe being too loud or, mm-hmm. you know, doing a little obnoxious things, which kids do, you know. Correct. They, you know, Correct. They, you know, they learn through those mistakes, mm-hmm. you know. Well, when you said that I thought about growing up myself, we were taught you don't be loud in a library and because people are reading and you can distract them. And you weren't supposed to be loud in church because you can, you know, people can't hear in church or in a restaurant. You know, there were certain places, you know, you could be loud at the playground or go outside or, you know, so you try to teach children these things, but they don't always gravitate to that. But those were just some of the things that I can recall of where it was appropriate or not appropriate to just be loud. You don't you don't yell fire in a movie theater. You know. <laughs> you definitely don't do that. You know, but the thing is, I mean, I don't know. Like I said, every time I do these shows, I think about my family or my grandkids or my. You know, my grandchild got in trouble at school. He was in kindergarten, and he got in trouble for messing with the fire extinguishers. And he said, Mommy, they are not telling the truth for me. Mommy, they're trying to get me in trouble. Mommy, I can't even reach it. She said, but you was on video. <laughs> How many times you got to go to the bathroom? He was just curious. I wonder if I pulled this little thing right here, what's going to happen? You know? So... Kids can be very, very, very curious, but you do want to teach them consequences, whether they're good consequences or bad consequences. Another importance of social skills is it can help in advancing career perspective. You know, certain jobs require certain things, certain personalities, certain, you know, they look at these things in regards to who you are as a person. And it is rare that an individual can remain isolated in their offices. But I remember I interviewed for a job years ago. Now, I don't do well with jobs. Every time I get a job, I get fired. Me, me, and it's not my people skills. Some people say I could be a, I was told I was bossy or intimidating or whatever the case may be, but I, that may be the, I own myself. I ain't got a problem with that. But by that same token, I remember years ago I interviewed for a position and it was like a call center, but it was for therapy. And I'm very resourceful when individuals are telling me things, and I could communicate because I could hear, but I didn't like listening. But they had us, they had the people in cubicles. And I told the individuals, and I knew I was overqualified for the position. I said, you know what, I'm going to have to decline this opportunity 
And they said, why would you decline it? I said, because, number one, I would be in a cubicle, and I talk loud sometimes. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it seems like even though as small as the phone is, my daughter says I yell on the phone. Even if I'm in the car with somebody, I'm, I'm yelling in the phone. Yeah. That was one. The second one was, it was in Huntington Beach by Bellaterra. I don't know if you were, you and you're not in California. But Bellaterra is in Huntington Beach, and they have a whole lot of restaurants. And I yeah. can smell food. I can't be sitting in no cubicle and I'm smelling all kind of scents of food. That ain't going to work. <laughs> y'all going to be looking for me. I'm going to be at a restaurant. Whatever y'all, I'm gone. When she did it, she went to go eat. She had da 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 that was not that was not the place for me. I cannot work at a place where I'm gonna be in a cubicle. I cannot work in a place where there's a bunch of restaurants and I'm gonna be smelling food. And I can't work at a place that's close to the casino because I'm not gonna go to work. <laughs> <laughs> that definitely would cause a dilemma right there when you have two you know two things that you enjoy you know and yeah. they're all in the same proximity. You that's know? not gonna work. That's just not gonna work. And the people are like, well, we, nope, that's not gonna work. I don't need to get fired. That, that's not gonna work. I know me. It had nothing to do with the job. That's the job. But I had too many distractions. And part of with social skills is we also have to be aware of those distractions. We have to know when individuals, like we're talking about jobs and how one's social skills and communication and things of that nature. Now, I know with one of my social skills, I have the ability to make people laugh. I can do that no matter what the situation is. I can always find some humor. But I also learned, even as a therapist, there is limitations on that because if I'm working with a person that's dealing with depression, they don't want nobody to be laughing. They think you're laughing at them. Yeah. And it's yeah. not it. I would just try to change the mood because I can't do the depression. I can't do the sadness. I can't do the – that's too draining because we start talking about even lack of social skills. It could be like – I would say I don't want to compare it to a person that lost a sense of whether taste, touch, smell, feelings. No. If you're lacking those things and everybody around you appears to be just enjoying life, mm-hmm. and you're not. Yeah. You're not. Those are, those are all important um, aspects to a lot of people's lives when you're talking about, um, you know, trying to enjoy things. And I think a lot of times, um, especially, you know, when we talk about kids of depression and stuff like that, and a lot of kids will shut down and, and things like that. And even adults, you know, they seek a therapy, they'll shut down and stuff. And, um, you know, sometimes in those situations where maybe they're not trying to really communicate much of anything, you know, I've, I've had situations where, you know, you just have to say, hey, well, you know what, you don't want to speak now? I'm just going to sit here with you and support you quietly. And then when you're ready to, um, you know, share some dialogue or things like that, then we can do that, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, it is important um, when you're talking about, especially with adults and stuff too, uh, you know, not undermining uh, how they're feeling and mm-hmm. their, their, you know, internal struggles and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, those are parts of it too, you know. Correct. You don't want to undermine, you don't want to minimize, you don't want to do these things because a lot of times individuals feel that people don't care. But that's another thing of the importance of social skills is one of the things with the importance of social skills is it can increase overall happiness. Yes, yes. And because getting along and understanding individuals can help individuals to open up in many personal or career-related doors or opportunities can come your way when a person feels that you have the confidence 
to start a conversation. Like I said, I'm starting conversations at the casino. I get, I mean, I'm in there just having myself a good old time. It was kind of costly, though, last night, but. <laughs> <laughs> I need to kick myself in the butt. <laughs> I went in there with a goal. I'm like, okay, I got to go. I'm going to only spend what I got in my purse. I'm going to have fun with this. Uh-huh. Oh, Lord, I knew better. I knew, I knew better. I knew better. And then I'm looking up, it's 1 o'clock in the morning. Like, good morning. I'm like, ooh, I'm in trouble. <laughs> I'm sitting there doing Facebook Live. I got bags all up under my eyes. I need to go to sleep, you know. So when we start talking about, like I said, is the importance of social skills is, like I said, getting along with other individuals because you can put a smile. A smile can go a long way. And that doesn't mean that because a person is smiling that they're not going through some things. They just may have changed their perspective of what they're going through. And it kind of goes back to what we were talking about earlier in regards to um, conflict resolution because individuals can learn how to develop or how to resolve or problem solve better when they're able to utilize appropriate social skills. Learning what defense mechanisms are, if things are being projected onto you, not taking things personal, not trying to make everybody your friend. So those are certain things that also can lead to, um, or people can have difficulties with character defects. Yes, yep. That's very true. I mean, character defects are something that is uh, prevalent now. And now, um, not only that, you, you know, we're still dealing with the remnants of a pandemic, mm-hmm. and a lot of people, you know, you know, they have to also remember about self-care, too, uh-huh. in, in the aspect of making sure that they're mentally okay, and if they are not or struggling with things, to be able to see someone and mm-hmm. talk to someone about those, mm-hmm. those feelings that they're having, considering, you know, how we're going still, you know, dealing with remnants of this pandemic, and there's been a lot of, um, you know, uptick of a lot of mental health Mm-hmm. issues that have, you know, sprung from, you know, the pandemic and having kids out of school for so long. Correct. And, and having them, you know, them back into the school setting, mm-hmm. too. Correct. And you know what? And you said that you work in the field of education, and that is huge because individuals were, that was one of their biggest concerns was they were isolated. They yeah. were separated. and then it, But then when they started socializing more, the numbers got higher when it came to COVID. That was another thing. I'm sitting at the casino. I had my mask and stuff on, but some people weren't. They weren't wearing masks. It was yeah. more people there than had been in the past. I said, uh-uh, I'm not gonna be around all these people. I don't want to get sick. So we just gotta be mindful of that. And individuals were still having family gatherings, and it, you know, sometimes with social skills, it's a lifestyle change, and we have to learn how to adapt to certain situations. Now, I want to share something, and I'm, I went to this article, and it talks about struggling with social skills is different from, being, from not being social, because individuals may want to interact. I, I love social gatherings. I would have loved to have a, a big New Year's party, but my party consisted of, it was like, what, five of us, but we had a really good time. Now... When we talk about or we say people don't want to be social, individuals do want to interact, but sometimes they may not know how or they may be afraid that if they may say or do something the wrong way that people may view them differently. But individuals may have trouble picking up on social cues and following social rules, and it can make it hard for them to fit in. Yes. 
yeah. from friendships and work with other individuals. So some individuals may avoid interacting or feel isolated and alone with their struggle. And like you said, how do you engage? Seeking mental health services is not a bad thing. It's yeah. okay to go and talk to someone. Sometimes I have to tell some of my clients, I am not your friend. But, <laughs> but they view me. Try to help them through. Yeah, you know? and I'm thought about to go get you. They view me as a friend because my personality and my therapy style is different, but I'm still professional, but I'm not your friend. I'm your therapist. So I'm that one that's going to go to you, and even if I know you're lying to me, I'm going to tell you, you know, you know you ain't telling me the truth, right? And they go, yeah, but why you do that? <laughs> if I'm supposed to be the one that's supposed to be helping you, why you lying to me? But I don't take it personal because they're not lying to me. They're lying to themselves because they want me to believe something, but that's not helping you in what you're dealing with. So a lot of times individuals are afraid to look at the person in the mirror and start engaging with that person to figure out who you are. And if you don't like who you are, develop who you want to become. And don't let nobody keep reminding you of who you used to be. And that's where we run into a big problem. And, and um, I want to go back to the social cues. My, this, somebody's trying to call my number from an unknown number. I'm going to talk to you right now. Okay, so let's talk about these social cues as we're talking about developing social skills. What are some of the social cues that you've seen with children and at the school that you work with? Well, a lot of the social cues is, um, around, most of it is revolved, especially with the younger kids, around um, social space, like, you know, spacing and, you know, like, <laughs> keeping their hands to themselves. hmm That's you. Um, <laughs> like, you know what I mean? We're in the middle of a pandemic, and a lot of the kids, they still, you know, they, they understand that, but they still, you know, they're kids, so they still want to kind of, you know, be around each other and, play around with each other and, you know, be near each other and all that mm-hmm. stuff. So, um, even in the sense of within the school system, there's still that, you know, um, that level of whether it's be um, social distancing and things of that nature. Um, so, I mean, that's, for, especially for the younger kids, that's mm-hmm. just a hard dynamic. So, I mean, just uh, being able to uh, have the kids, you know, understand the bigger picture of things. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we're still in a pandemic and, I mean, Social distances is still something that's, you know, required, um, especially when we're talking about this, a lot of these school districts, a lot of them have, um, you know, been struggling with an uptick in numbers and things like that, of um, positive cases and things. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's so important now than ever to learn about, you know, have them understand social distancing and, um, you know, just keeping space, maintaining space. Mm-hmm. Well, I get in trouble. I get in trouble with that. My daughter said I don't give people space. She said that especially when I'm out in public and I'd be looking at the little lines and stuff on the floor. I was at the post office a couple of weeks ago, and the post office was really about to close. So you know they'll lock the doors on you and lock people out. So I was coming in, I was in the post office, and there was a Caucasian man, and he had an African-American woman in front of him and an African woman behind, an African-American behind him, and I was behind him. So he had the nerve to turn around and say, Get me some space. I said, I don't want to be close to you anyway. Because it stinks. <laughs> that man, oh, that man 
and smell horrible. But the thing is, the woman in front of him was moving kind of slow because here it is around Christmas, and she was going through some of the things to package to send some stuff. So he's going to try to take it out on me. Look, I'm the wrong person to be trying to take that out on because I don't want to be that close to you anyway because you smell. But the thing was, I was moving a little closer so that if they lock the doors, that they can get as many people in the post office before they lock people out. So I was trying to be considerate of others, but you want to turn around and take it out on me. So then I became what my grandmother called passive aggressive. I was nice, nasty. So as he was um, using the keyboard to pay with his ATM card, I said, you didn't have it wiped off or sanitized before you touched that? I did that on purpose. That was so. That was that was not nice to me. It was so not nice to me. But the thing was, how you gonna just scream and holler at me? I don't want to be by you either. So I'm trying to make sure the people can get in. So after that, he kind of like realized I wasn't the one you want to mess with on that one because uh, I'm just I'm just as frustrated as you are, and I gotta send checks to the IRS. So you really need to leave me alone. I am not in the mood. I'm trying to send a certified letters to the IRS. You can send them some money. You gonna mess with me? You better leave me alone. So when we start talking about these social cues and following social rules, that can make it hard for them to fit in, form relationships at work. And like I said, and individuals have difficulties with social skills for different reasons. And yeah. sometimes it's because of past experiences. You know, going into a classroom and people are laughing at, or they feel people are laughing at them, or you think people are talking about you, or you feel that you've been abandoned. Let's talk about that a little bit with abandonment issues and developing social skills. So a lot of times when you have abandonment issues and kids are dealing with those kind of things, sometimes um, those abandonment issues could be related to something that maybe they were, you know, experiencing younger and their younger ages and things like that. Um, so in a lot of those times when we talk about being, you know, having dealing with abandonment issues, um, that's also where there might be a lack of confidence, mm-hmm. um, low self-esteem, mm-hmm. um, things of that nature. So there's always, you know, ways to try to build up um low self esteem, low self esteem, build up their confidence by, you know, activities where they actually have positive outcomes and things like that. Things that you know play to their step that that particular person's strengths and allow those strengths to become um vessels for them to improve their confidence and improve their self esteem. Mm-hmm. And in that way they can work through a lot of the abandonment issues that they may have developed in their younger years due to whatever the circumstances is. Sometimes it could be famous dynamics that has um you know caused a lot of this feeling of abandonment and things. You know, I like that part because if you had a bad experience you recreating your brain, take away the bad experience and replace it with a good experience, and then you're not so afraid. Now, I want to give the listeners some information, and you can tap in and share some things. And I got this from what's called Life Happen. It talks about 12 ways to improve social skills and make you sociable anytime. Now, I don't mean anytime because there's going to be times because my daughter accused me because I'm a bad person. If I go to parties or whatever, I'll pick up my phone. I'm checking Facebook. I'm not like socializing right about now. I'm just in the mood. So one of the things that you can do, and it talks about, is behave like a social person. You can behave like a more sociable creature even if you don't feel like it, but don't allow anxiety to hold you back. Sometimes individuals get anxious in their situations. Also, yeah. Start small if necessary. Don't go to a party trying to 
trying to be the life of the party because you might look like a buffoon or a crazy person. So. Start small. Don't go to XML crazy. Another one is ask open-ended questions. Open-ended questions will encourage others to talk so that you don't have to make idle chit-chat. Because sometimes individuals start talking about inappropriate conversations. Yeah, or things that are not even related to working on what the initial problem is. Mm -hmm. You know, get sidetracked with other things, and that can be problematic as well, you know. Encourage others to talk about themselves, but not too much. You don't want to hear their whole biography about themselves, or you don't want to make it seem like they're bragging, but it helps you to learn some things about their likes and dislikes and figure out who they are and how they became who they are. So that one is good. And also create goals for yourself, which is another one, and offer compliments, you know, generously. So if you're talking to someone, you could tell them, hey, you know what, I like that outfit you got on, and da 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 And that's another way of getting a conversation started to where you can start socializing with individuals. And also, read books about social skills. Practice good manners. Pay attention to your body language. Sometimes individuals, are they don't make themselves approachable. They'll set up this defensiveness or put up this wall where individuals don't think that they even want anybody's company, and join social skills support groups. Those are huge. There's a lot of online support groups, blogs, different things to help individuals interact, and especially individuals. We talked about school children. We didn't even get a chance to touch on people that are just getting out of prisons or people that are in mental institutions or... You know, especially when individuals that go back to the jail and prisons, when people have been locked away or incarcerated for a long time, they have to learn how to develop and relearn social skills because yep. they see things a little different. And stay up to date on current events. Identify and replace negative thoughts is huge. And those are just some of the things. Now, I'm going to ask you, Jim, what are some other things that individuals can do to increase and improve on their social skills? Definitely, um, we want to include self-care. Mm-hmm. Self-care is definitely important in terms of um, keeping your confidence level high and keeping the high self-esteem and being able to be confident in the things that you're doing, whether it's in work, at work, or um, whatever social dynamics, mm-hmm. being able to, um, you know, keep yourself in a good vibration. When you're taking care of yourself, you feel better about yourself, mm-hmm. you know. Like and a lot of people, you know, sometimes they tend to neglect that aspect of themselves. And also, when you were touching upon about groups, that's good, too, because then you're able to actually have interactions with people who are having and sharing similar experiences with you. Mm-hmm. So in some sense, that can make a person more apt to be able to share um, whatever their experiences are and be more open because, you know, it's not like they're, you know, one-to-one. They're sharing within a group with a bunch of people who have similar shared experiences. Mm-hmm. Um, self-care is definitely one of the things I find to be um, something that a lot of people do neglect, mm-hmm. especially you know, in terms of the times. And um, I also, you know, make sure I tell people, like, you know, hey, don't forget to take care of yourself. You mm-hmm. know, you go through the rigors of life and all the things that go on, the ins and outs, taking care of responsibilities and things like that. And sometimes we do tend to, you know, neglect self-care. Mm-hmm. Yes. So that's something I would definitely add. Okay. You gave me my topic for tomorrow because 
I do a show on Tuesday from the pulpit to the couch. I had one topic I was thinking of save but crazy, but I was like, okay, I don't think I want to talk about that. So I want to talk about forgive yourself because as we enter into this new year, many individuals may still be struggling and holding on to old baggage, and we got to know how to forgive ourselves for some things that we have done, said, don't carry that stuff over. Now, Jim, where can they find your books, your work? Where can they find you? If they want information to try to, they may be a parent that's struggling with their kids to try to make sure that they're developing appropriate social skills or the kid they notice is a little antisocial, where can they obtain your information? So, first of all, the book series is selling on Amazon. Um, the first book is called The Adventures of Hero from the Hood, A Trip to the Park. That's available on Amazon now. And um, the second book of the series is The Adventures of Hero from the Hood, Friends Like Different Things. So those, both books are found on Amazon. Um, the way I've been able to either contact through Facebook, about Twitter, um, Instagram. I do have accounts there. And I also utilize my email, which is J-I-M-P-R-I-C at yahoo.com. Um, and I get a lot of inquiries about a lot of different things in terms of the social skills theories and, um, you know, just a lot of things in terms of dealing with social skills and helping people. I like it, and you know what, and I know we ran out of time for the show, but i got to ask this question, with Harold being from the hood, because some individuals think that, in, in some cases, we are a product of our environment, but we can all change. We can all learn to, like I said, acculturation and assimilation. I remember working for Orange County Healthcare Agency, and I wanted to work in the court system, and my supervisor told me, she didn't want me in the courtroom because I may speak Ebonics. I didn't even know what the heck Ebonics was. But she judged me because I grew up in Compton. But just because I grew up in Compton did not mean that I was going to be speaking Ebonics when I'm, I have yeah. an education. I have a degree. I've got all kinds of degrees. And, but I let it go. But you know yeah. what, what happened? I went from, and I did get to work in the court system, but I went from there to owning my own corporation. So now we, I go to the same meetings you do, or but now they retired, and I'm still owning my own company, but yet she judged me and thought that I would not be able to speak well or socialize individuals. She didn't realize I had a degree in administration of criminal justice. I wanted to be a lawyer and retire as a judge. So that gives people hope that you can transition out of your neighborhood, your brokenness, your home life, and you can. But what inspired you to make Hero come from the hood? So, I mean, when you think about the dynamics of a lot of communities, whether it's a suburban community, rural community, um, urban community, all of them are in some kind of neighborhood. Mm-hmm. So, and with my background, you know, growing up in the urban inner city, um, that's the way I attached my, my feelings and, you know, how I kind of put the dynamic of where I come from as part of that um, social skill building experience with Hero from the Hood. So, um, but, you know, every neighborhood, and, you know, you, everybody comes from all different um, paths of life. Mm-hmm. And a lot of my books are also about, you know, acceptance of others' differences. There you go. Um, there you go. Plays a role in it, too. So, um, you know, you can come from whatever neighborhood or hood or whatever you want to come from. But um, it's important to understand that it's okay to um, understand other people's cultures and differences. Mm-hmm. And then since, um, when you're doing that and your acceptance, um, to be open to looking at 
to open yourself up to a whole new world of positive, good experiences. Correct. You can learn a lot. Don't yeah. be afraid. And that would help with a lot of our racism, our biases, all of that. Yes, many, we are different in a lot of ways, but yet it doesn't mean you have to disrespect another individual just based on where they come from, the way they think, the way they feel. And that's how some of the ways we can re- resolve some of these conflicts that we have within our world. So, Jim, I want to thank you for joining me today. I appreciate you. I appreciate the information that you shared. And um, we do need to do better. And, I mean, it takes a lot of patience, a lot yeah. of patience to work with children. And I, I need to order your books because I need to work on them with my grandkids because the <laughs> social kids I was taught, they weren't all that great. <laughs>